Greetings and salutations to our fine podcast audience. Welcome to episode 119. Hey, we made it. He you, says that every time. I thought you were about to shout out. You went, welcome to... And then I thought you, you thought gonna, I was going to change the name. I thought you were going to introduce somebody or something. Welcome nope. to... This is it. This person. That's oh. all we got. Episode 119. Because I have people emailing me since we started saying a shout out to people right. saying I should say their name. All right. No, nope, I'm, ref- I'm refusing. Oh, <laughs> wow. I just yeah. said to him, I said, you know, well, it was a special occasion. We can't do that for everybody. Oh. So well, there you go. Sorry about that, Bob. Sorry about y'all. <laughs> well, Asking Ed to just be nice to you, and Ed says no. I apologize do, to our fine podcast take bribes. audience. We do take bribes. Well, yeah, so we will. So we'll say that. Well, we will accept a bribe to get I, your name. I do not take bribes. Yes, you do. <laughs> you would. You're not above no bribe. If you brought him some food, I bet you you'd oh, get a shout-out. Oh, food. Yeah, that's a different You'd get thing. a shout-out. You will oh, accept right. the bribe. It may just not work as effectively as they want it to. You would then that's forget true. that you took the bribe. You would receive, though, the payment. You would receive the payment. Whatever. Who was that person that brought me that stuff? And what is it they asked me to do? Who is this? Okay. I'm just going to do what I want to do. Yes. Okay. All right, well, for those of you who are new, my name's Jason, that's Ed, and that's Nathan. Ed's t- the one taking bribes. And, uh, <laughs> I'm the one that I would. <laughs> By the way, I have heard that for a particular listener of ours, this is their least favorite part of the podcast. Good. I understand <laughs> that. And I'm going to continue. I understand that. I, I yeah. told them they could scrub right past right it. Right past it. So, all right, and we are a part of the teaching team here at Community Christian, and uh, we're having conversations on this podcast each week about how to think and respond to our world in a Jesus-centered kind of way. Mainly by answering your questions, and uh, this week we have, uh, I think this is going to go in my top five questions. Wow. Like I have one before, okay. but I, if I had one. What did did it, it, I was going to say, it moved something out, I'm guessing, or are you just Maybe. building it starting no, now? No, I'm just guessing. <laughs> okay. Just, just, I like this question. When I got it, I was like, man, I'm looking forward to, to actually talking about this because I think it's going to be a great well, conversation. Well, then we're going to let you talk first. All right. That's fine. I'll talk. I'll talk. I'm okay with that. All right. So okay. let's, right let's have the question. Let's get to the question, and then we'll see if uh, we all have something to say. All right. So here's the question. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yes. Yes. Nathan and I question. have something to say. I got something to say. <laughs> well, you said you weren't going to talk. <laughs> no, I said you could talk. That's oh, that's, thanks, yeah, that's thanks a, for giving that's me permission. That's a different thing. Thanks for giving me permission. This is the part that your friend wants to scroll past. <laughs> we having too much fun. Question. Here it comes. I'm a fairly regular listener to your podcast. I would say I'm a Christian, but I don't do church. I love the way you three guys talk about following Jesus, and I know you are all employed by the church, but here's my question. How do the three of you stay with the church? Not specifically the church you're employed by, but just the church. It doesn't seem to work. People get hurt by it. I don't believe any of you want that. So what is it you see in the church that I am missing? So, that is a good question. That is a great question. And I appreciate the... There's uh, a lot in that question. There's a lot in the question. Yeah. I do... The thing I appreciate... I appreciated their uh, their take on us that uh, they seem to give a very generous uh, perspective of yes. who we are. And, and I, I appreciate that so much, especially because, I, as, a, as you said in the question, that you've been hurt by church or you're not very you don't feel like it works but yet you give us a very generous uh, uh, assessment on that whole thing because you know we're tied to church I do appreciate that and it it even made me want to say this more how sorry I am that you've had that experience Um, Mm -hmm. and I know there's a lot of people that have had that experience and I will say 
I, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just become a thing that people are more um, comfortable talking about these days, especially on social media. I've seen uh, over the past at least couple of years, more like five years probably, a lot of people telling their stories of how they have been burned by church or hurt by church or some kind of damage done to them because of the church. And and you're right, uh, whoever asked this question, that that is not something that I take pride in or pleasure in whatsoever. Uh, I certainly don't look at that person who tells that story and says, well, and it's your fault. I, I fully uh, believe, because I've seen it, um, the way in which many people like us, pastors and leaders in the church, have done, made decisions, done things, handled situations in ways that cause pain for people. And um, and I'll just be honest, I am waking up to that more today, these days, than I ever have before. Um, and it's, it's certainly something that I think is important to talk about. So I wanted us to First of all, just acknowledge that. Yep. I think that's important to say that, um, you know, I, I don't even think it's appropriate to say, well, nobody's perfect. I, I, I think it's something that ought to be called out, ought to be uh, focused on, and people like us ought to be on guard for that in ourselves, in, uh, you know, other other churches, other people that we see. Uh, I just I just think it's, it's something we ought to own um, because it's, it happens. You know. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, having said all that, you know, I, I just would say to you, whatever it is that has happened to you or maybe you've seen or heard of or somebody you love has had happen to them, um, you're right. I, I, that grieves me. I know it does these guys as well. Sorry about that. Um, and we are doing everything that we can to not uh, be that way and certainly to maybe even help repair some of that damage if we could that's been done. Um so, the... Well said. Yeah, okay. Well, you going to talk now? No, I oh, can't. No, I, I don't have anything... <laughs> I, I, you don't have every, anything to add to that? If I did, it would just be more of the same. Yeah. I, you know, I do feel really bad. And I think hurt, damage caused by the church is very real. I mean, from really big scandals that we see of, mm-hmm. of immoral things that are done, mm-hmm. openly immoral things to unkind yeah. things. Yep. You know, and, it's and all along that scale. And also, to me, I think even worse is when things like that have been done, the, uh, the, the sad thing of seeing churches and church leaders minimize it, yeah. cover it up, justify it, and not come clean. I think of a situation going on right now that I've, you know, that, that is all over Twitter right now of a certain really prominent pastor in our country who has come to light now that he pretty much covered up some abuse that was going on, you know, years ago in his church. And the the unwillingness of that church and this leader to actually say, yeah, we screwed up. We, we were wrong and take responsibility right. for it, I think is causing more damage down yeah, the line, not just to the victims, but to the people who are watching this, but especially to those victims. Um, and and that, that, I think that's, that's horrible and sad, and I wish it would stop. Um, but I know that what you really want to know person who asked this question is your main question to us was how do we uh, stay with the church that's your phrase how do the three of you stay with the church not just our church but church in general Um, and I thought it would be helpful for us to to get at this uh, to start by talking because I think I'm I think I can speak for all of us that the reason we stay with the church mainly comes 
from what Jesus had to say about the church or what, Je- what Jesus' perspective on the church. You probably heard us say this before. Um, we believe Jesus was right about everything. Um, you know, he, he's the only one to defeat death so far, and we go with him on everything. And so that, I'll tell you, that's one of the main reasons. We go with Jesus on all things, and Jesus was all about the church. He said he was building his church, yes. and nothing would stand against it. Mm-hmm. And I think including how much damage people that have been a part of his church have mm-hmm. caused to his church, yes. it's not going to ultimately defeat the church Although it does a lot of damage to it, Jesus is still at work in his church and through his church. And so that's why I'm totally, I mean, in addition to, there's a lot of personal things for me. The church saved my life. My, mm. I mean, people who are part of church absolutely took me in and accepted me and loved me and helped me get on track. And I get it. And, it also has done damage to people. Sure. I have no doubt about that. But for me personally, in addition to what Jesus said, I have been a beneficiary of the church mm-hmm. in my life. So, And I know also I've probably been one of the ones that have hurt people. I mean, sure. it's sure. impossible. Sure. It's impossible to have a group of people who on the front end openly admit we are people who um, need help from outside ourselves to do life right. If I'm going to do life in a good way, the only way to a good life is to do life Jesus' way. I was not doing life Jesus' way. Mm-hmm. That's a learning I have to go after. Mm-hmm. So all along the way, there's a good chance that while I'm learning, I will mess up. Mm-hmm. And uh, the unfortunate part of messing up with other people is other people get hurt. I'm not the only person that gets hurt by my mess up. Mm-hmm. To whatever degree. Sure. Yeah. I mean, to whatever degree I hurt. Yeah. And, you know, you, you said something that just triggered something in me. Um, not trigger. Trigger is the wrong word. Reminded me of something. Um, you know, growing up, um, I came from a, a church background that I, I would say was damaging to me and to several people that, that I was close to um, just because of lots of different things. Um, and I can remember... It was one of the most pivotal moments in my life. Uh, I, was, I remember I was a teenager, and I was very close to uh, then the, the youth minister at my church. He had a big impact on my life. And um, it was one of those situations where the church was going through just all kinds of turmoil. People were just at each other. You know, it was a div- divided thing right down the middle. People were arguing. There was, I mean, there was, people were standing up in the middle of services, disrupting the service to yell at each other. And um, over issues that might make you laugh if I told you what they are, just ridiculous stuff. Um, and this guy that had been, had a huge influence on my life was basically forced out of his job over really trying to, trying to love and reach teenagers. That's all he was trying to do. And uh, they, they basically fired him, pushed him out of his job. And I can remember standing in his living room, and, um, and I never said these words, but I, I was dealing with hatred toward the men that were doing this to him. And uh, it was it was it was hard on me because I was equating what they were doing with the church because they were the leadership in the church at the time, and I'm helping this guy move out of his house and I'm just emotionally a wreck. And I can remember he he embraces me in his living room right before we walked out of the house and and, and moved him out, and he he held me and he said, "Don't ever let this 
something like this. He said, don't ever let this uh, change your love for Jesus and his church. Mm-hmm. And um, that was his parting words to me. He said, this is not the way it's supposed to be. And um, I held on to that. Um, and that really did um, sustain me through a, bit, a hard time in my life. And I can say it was part of what helped me stay with the church, To mm-hmm. back to your question. Um, it was this one guy that I saw, you know, he, he was treated, mis, he was mistreated, treated poorly, and he, he did not fight back. He, it was a very much, he handled it in a Jesus-centered way, and it inspired me. And um, he gave me hope that there was a better, uh, there's a better vision for the church out there. And, and it took me a long time to find it, but I did. Um, and it has held true. Um, and I'm glad that I <laughs> heeded his advice. Um, but yeah, there's been damage in my life done. Uh, I don't know to the extent of what you've seen. Um, but so that's been something that's held me. Well, I think anybody, and I would say this about, I think what people don't realize, particularly in our form of church, you know, we're uh, low church where there's not a lot of denominational structure and hierarchy over things. Mm. Uh, er, there's no one that's ever been in the ministry that also hasn't been hurt by the church. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I say to people, when somebody say to me, it says to me, the church hurts people, I go, you know, you, you're preaching to the choir. Mm. The biggest hurts I've had in my life have been from church people. Absolutely. Um, there, you can't do what we do. I've been doing it 40 years and not know that I look back at the biggest hurts in my life have been caused by people who... I worshiped with every week and that I was called to lead. So it's just a part of dealing with other broken, sinful Mm. people. Yeah. Uh, But also the greatest benefits I've had in my life have come from other people in the church. Mm -hmm. Well, it goes back back to what we were saying, what Jesus said about the church. I mean, the church is, it's not some entity. It is an assembly. Right. Uh, it is a it is a community of people that are in the process of being redeemed. Right. Uh, we are all going through the process of sanctification and that requires some time, that requires a lot of grace and it requires a lot of work and along the way uh, us, you know, not fully redeemed people are going to hurt one another. Right. And that's that's something that we have to admit. It doesn't make it right. No. It doesn't excuse anything that gets done. Um, it is just a fact of the nature of the thing. Um, however, Jesus did identify himself so closely with this messed up community of people. He said, "This is my bride. This is the uh, this, this is the body. my body." You know, he identified him, his own self with the church. That's always been a. It's a big thing it's for me. It's a big deal to me, yeah. We, we have statements that we say in American culture, Christianity, of, you know, if I'd been the only one, Jesus would have died for me. <laughs> that I do believe that, yeah. but the Bible doesn't say that. Mm-hmm. Jesus gave his life for the church. He gave his life for this community that he was coming to create. And God, when he created, God created a community. He knew it wasn't good for men and women to be alone, mm-hmm. so he... He himself, who is community, created community, male and female, it says he created them in his image. Together, there's an image of God that's created when the two of them, there's an image of God that's in the body of Christ, in the community. 
imperfect as it is, that's what Jesus gave his life to create. Mm -hmm. uh, and some days it's just unbelievably beautiful, and some days it's just ugly. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, think what, I think what keeps me so invested on top of all the things, so I agree everything they said, but I think what keeps me invested is I don't, I don't know that it is possible um, to, to follow everything Jesus taught me to do and not do it with the church. That's right. Um, and so, you know, uh, I think sometimes um, I was having a conversation with someone. I've had, I've had this conversation two times in the past uh, maybe five, six weeks with someone on Sunday where they come to me and ask about our phrase, love everyone always. And, you know, <laughs> where does that come from and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And so I talked about Jesus' command in John 13, which is love one another just as I have loved you. And by this, everyone will know that you're my disciples if you love one another. And I said, in some ways, I think we do a disservice to what Jesus is saying there when we make that about that command, about loving everyone, because that wasn't the purpose of that command. Now, Jesus makes lots of commands about, I got to love my neighbor as myself, yes, I got to love my enemy. But in particular, mm -hmm. that verse was Jesus saying, your priority is to love one another. And that when you love one another, the rest of the world will look and say, that doesn't make sense. Right. The only way that's possible, the only way that's possible is if Jesus is in the midst of those people. And so then you see from that point on to, um, to uh, Paul and all of his letters, all of that is working out of God has created a new humanity. He is working out a new creation within mm -hmm. his church. And it is people from different ethnicities, different nations, different language, different skin tone, different... Yep political ideologies, mm. different uh, worldviews, and somehow they have to learn how to be a closer family than the people they are biologically related to. Right. Jesus is teaching at one point, and his, his uh, brothers and sisters shows up, and his mom shows up, and in a society where your closest ties are your family, they say, hey, your, your mom and your brother and sister are here to see you. And Jesus says, That's not, who are my mom and my brothers? And then he points to his disciples and goes, that's them right there. Mm -hmm. And how... how could have been taken as one of the most disrespectful things he could have said to his family. Jesus is making clear uh, for the disciple of Jesus, there is a different allegiance than our family. Right. And I think in, in many ways, for me, what has been so beautiful about the church um, are the people that now I am so close to and know so many things about my life and that I love and I serve uh, that I think like many of us get with our biological families where you would say, I don't know if I would ever be friends with these people if I wasn't <laughs> by blood related to these people. The same thing is true in an even more powerful way with people where I go, I don't think I would ever hang out with that guy. I don't think I would ever get to know them. And yeah, they've done some damage. And yes, there has been some hurt. But there's a way that the Holy Spirit bonds us together that if I allow that work to happen in me, something happens. And I think it goes to Jesus central goal, which is he is trying to weave us into the love. That's what he said. I want my love to be in you. John, who records Jesus' command, love one another, uh, he goes on in First John to say that if you don't love your brother or sister, and once again, there's a way that we can take that and say, I have to love everyone. And that's true. Mm -hmm. Don't take that from that. Mm -hmm. We're all about love everyone always. So don't hear that. We, you're <laughs> supposed to love people outside the church. But that isn't what John means in that sense. Right, that's that's right. Right. In that context, he said, if you do not love your brother or sister in Christ, you don't love God. Mm -hmm. And what he means by love is, I'm going to be actively involved in your life. I'm going to be working for your good. Yep. I'm going to be at work uh, with you with things. And he says, 
if we love one another, then God's love, then Christ's love is made complete in us or made perfect in us. That there is a way that when I am just experiencing God through a quiet time or through scripture or through prayer, that is not the complete picture of what I am meant to experience. That it is this outworking that he brings me into, as you already said, the community of Father, Son, and Spirit. Mm -hmm. When I learn to lay down my life for you, and so I get hurt and I get damaged, and I continue to say, but I'm going to try and find a way to make church. And I don't necessarily mean that particular local church that hurts you, mm. but you say, I'm not going to give up on the church. Yeah, right. I'm going to find a way to continue to love and serve believers and work that out. Uh, there's a way that, that you are entering into Christ-like love that you don't get a chance when it's just you in your Bible or just you in our podcast. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, like they said, I, I certainly want to echo uh, anything that happened to you uh, that caused hurt or damage. It was wrong. I'm sorry that it happened. Uh, but I would encourage you not to give up. Because that was the end of your question. What what, what are you missing? I think yeah. you are missing that. Yeah. The completeness of love. And that was going to be my next uh, part of our discussion is they, you know, the question asker to say, what is it that I'm missing uh, that you guys are seeing uh, that might... Because I think you... It sounded to me like that you understand and you would assume that we all three believe what Nathan just said. It is impossible to fully follow Jesus without doing it in the context of the church community. Um, Most and, of the New Testament doesn't make sense. No. If, you're, if you read it personally, mm -hmm. you're reading it wrong. Yeah. And so that, that would be, I think, our, our collective answer to that question is what, what, are, what are you missing? It's not that you're not understanding something. Uh, that you should understand. I, I think, I think, you, the fact that you would say, "I call myself a Christian, but I am not doing church," um, you are missing a large, large part of what it means to be a Christian by missing the church. Yeah. And um, and I know that might sound hard for some people to hear, especially you uh, who asked the question, because you. you you, you're struggling with some things about the church. Again, I don't know the specifics. Maybe it's hurt by past, whatever. Um, and to hear us say that, uh, I don't want you to hear it as saying, well, you're, you, know, you need to just get over yourself and you just need to go to church. <laughs> or even to say, we well, think you're not going to heaven. Exactly. Or any yeah. of those things. I'm not even talking about That's any right. of that. Mm -hmm. You asked us about following Jesus or how do you follow? I mean, what do we see? The church is the expression of Jesus in the world. It's the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. he, we are called to be a part of it, and it isn't always going to fit the way we want it to. So, and I think we miss what sort of what Nathan was saying is, you know, loving God. Jesus equated loving God with right. loving people. First and foremost, the body of Christ. Yeah, it starts the, here. The, the, yeah, it starts within the church, and so. Um, again, I know it sounds this way. I'm not calling into question your love of God. I am saying that you have not yet fully participated in that command of loving God until you have learned to love his people um, as difficult as sometimes that might be. In fact, I would say when it is at its most difficult, it is at its most loving <laughs> at times. Well, it certainly is more loving. I love God. God said, do this. Jesus said, this is how you know you love me if you keep my commands. Mm. So if I'm in a situation where the church doesn't really give me much, mm. I don't, you know, yeah. and I'm not, I, I agree with Nathan. It's not about going to the church that hurt you. 
That's right. It yeah, isn't, that's right. It isn't about that. Mm -hmm. That may come down the road that you need sure. to confront. That may be, but that's yeah. not. That's not it. That's right. It is. I I'll, I'll I'll put it on this term. Let's take it as light as I know people that leave Coweta County and they were became a Christian a community Christian and they move somewhere. And they can't find a church that's just like Community Christian or makes them feel the way they felt at Community Christian. And so they just join in by listening to our podcast and, you know, trying all those kind of things because they don't get the feel that they get. But there probably is a body of Christ that isn't going to do damage to you where you are. They may not make you feel the way you felt, but... God has commanded you to participate in the body of Christ and you owe it to yourself to find out what God could teach you mm. by going to a place that isn't exactly your cup of tea. Well, and that even... even <laughs> you know, that there might be something you could get out of that that would teach you about love that you don't currently know. I think, I, I think when you do that, you're reminding yourself, and this is central, I do think it's... it's, it's, it's there's so much in the New Testament about, they use the word participation, of participation in Christ's sufferings, participation in his love, that really what, what Jesus is inviting us to is to participate in life with him, the Father, the Spirit, this, this what we would call triune love. He's trying to draw us into that. So when you talk about what is it that I'm missing, I think, like you said, it doesn't mean that you don't love God. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean that, right. that God doesn't love you. But I do think you're missing out on participation in yes. that yes. love. And I think I think it would be like if I've got four children and when they're adults, that if I have a really good relationship with one of my children, but they don't have good relationships with each other, I still love them. Mm -hmm. They may still love me, but there is a way they are missing out on participation in the family love mm -hmm. that exists when we all gather together and they choose not to gather with the rest of the family. And we miss out on them, that there's this missing out. And what, what, what Christ said he would do and what, what the Father says he wants to do is he wants to dwell among us and that when the church is gathered together, he dwells with us and there's a way all of us participate in his love for us as we love one another. And one of the most beautiful things, you, the example you gave made me think about it because we were having a conversation about this today in another meeting of part of my job used to be going with students and helping them get plugged in at other churches and regularly they would find a church that they really love and uh, I would come visit with them, and I'd sit down, and the service would start, and I'd be like, oh, dear Lord, this is the church you chose. And, and sometimes it would be just like the style of what right. was going on, but sometimes they'd say some stuff, and I'd go, no, it was never anything that was like, Jesus isn't the Son of God. It was right. never anything that was right. like, but they'd say stuff, and I'd go, oh, man, if I could have picked, that's not the way I'd phrase that, or that's not this. My favorite part, though, was when they would go, hey, here's someone in my small group. And I'm telling you, when I would sit and I could see on them how much they were experiencing the love of God, I got mm -hmm. to participate in that with them. And though we no longer were in the same local church, I now regularly see them post or they'll text me or they'll say stuff. And I know, man, we are still part of the same family. and we're There's a way that we're all participating in this together. And so... That would be my encouragement to anyone who's struggling. Is I do think I just I think you're missing out. That's how I used to end every one of our graduation ceremonies. I said, "Look, we the whole time we've been trying to get you to to, to love Jesus and love His church, and I can't I can't make you choose to go to church, especially if it's not a church you love. But I just tell you this: I feel bad for you. Mm -hmm. I feel bad for you, and not in like a looking down. At you. I feel I, as as a parent who would look at a child who chooses not to participate anymore. I miss you." 
and and I feel bad because I know you're missing out on a full participation of something, and so. Mm-hmm. This is kind of us trying to beg with you. Give it enough. And we're not saying community Christian. You no. may not be near to community Christian. Mm-hmm. Find somewhere that you would say, I can I can love these people. And I can be involved. And I can let them love me. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's huge. Yeah. And it becomes a powerful witness to the world. I'm just saying, when you mm-hmm. can see a group of people that are not all liking the same thing and all exactly looking alike, it is hard to explain in our world where we divide over everything. I mean, where the only people I can get along with are the people who either hold their opinions so closely to them that we don't really, I don't really know what you think because right. I don't want to express it to you because then you might hate me for something I think. And so we only relate to each other and love each other on this very surface level or we just agree, we're never going to talk. We just won't talk about that. You know. Real love is I know everything about you. I don't agree with you on everything. I, but I agree on what matters, that you matter and God matters, and we're here together trying to do God's will by loving each other and while we love him together. Yep. So to wrap this up, um, I just want to speak directly to you who asked the question. Um, we would love to help if there's something that we could do to help you find uh, a new church community that uh, would would be that for you. You could be that within that community. Um, if it's if you're around here and you've never tried our church, <laughs> by all means, you are welcomed here. Um, but if not, then you know the body of Christ is a big, big community, <laughs> and it's worldwide and it's so diverse and so amazing. And we would love to help you find your spot in it. Um, if you reach out to us, uh, we'd, we'd love to do that. We'll do some research for you. Yep. We'll try to help with yep. that however we can. We've done that for many, many folks. And we'll keep working and helping you until until you find the, the place God wants you to be and the place you want to be and all that. So, all right. And if, it, if we didn't cover everything or if you have any more specific stuff, link's in the description. Uh, send us another question. We'll, we'll do that at, an, at another podcast. So, um, again... Thanks for sharing that with us. Thanks for listening, and thanks for uh, yeah. being open with us and allowing us to talk about that. That's certainly a subject we love talking about. Absolutely. So. All right. So you guys have a great week, and we will be back next uh, week with another question of yours, and uh, we'll dive into that discussion then. So until then, y'all have a good one.